Hey, Shelvies. Buckle up for a new episode of the Shelved Books Podcast, where every writer is a story that may never see the light of day. This is the podcast where authors share the stories that they shelved, the manuscripts that they may never publish. Then they explore the reason why they shelved this story. Welcome to the Shelved Books Podcast. the Shelf Books Podcast. It's another week, another episode, and another amazing guest. We are so excited to have him on. In all honesty, I I was so thrilled when Angie said, oh, he said yes. And I'm like, yay! We're so happy. And uh, he is a Los Angeles-based author, screenwriter, and journalist, which is a first for us. So yes. this is great. We get to hear about the screenwriting um side of things as well and uh his work has been published in numerous anthologies including all the dark places Two, horror usa california rod serling books submitted for your approval and many 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 more um his work is classified as early stephen king by the best-selling author brett easton which you know wrote uh, american psycho i mean I would at this point in my career, I would take any part of Stephen King. <laughs> okay, that didn't sound right. Hmm. All right. So, <laughs> but really, seriously, either way. Um, and he has found equal success in both the film festival and streaming service circuit, which is not an easy feat to do, by the way. So everybody, welcome Mike Lara to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. So how I started was uh, I uh, was a journalism major and in college, and um, you know I uh, took on my first job as an editor afterwards, and uh, started writing it. Started started editing insurance laws. Very exciting stuff. And uh, <laughs> after, uh, is it still uh, is it still breaking up the uh, no no voice? no you're good. Uh, is it good? Okay, cool. So after uh, after uh, a few years of editing insurance laws and all that stuff, I decided to start to uh, freelance for magazines and then uh, start working for uh, martial art, kung fu magazines, uh, my other passion, which is martial arts and stuff. And so I did that for a number of years. And then uh, I just, you know, I was just, uh, I got burned out of the whole magazine. I tried working for, writing for magazines full time. You know, and I was just, you know, I, I, I need to tell my own stories. And uh, I got into grad school. And uh, as I was majoring in, in uh, trying to be uh, some kind of English professor somewhere, uh, I started taking a narrative writing class and I, I found the whole short story thing. You know, uh, I was like, you know what? Uh, I think the short story to independent publications is the way to go. You know, and it's more of a practical means. It's more of a side, a side door into publishing rather than going the full novel. And uh, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing that ever since, publishing short stories with the um, the hope to option my stories for novels. Uh, I've been publishing these novels and also uh, lately, as as of lately, turning them into short films with the hope to also get them into feature films. So nice. my, my whole life's my whole life's goal is uh, is novels and movies, books, <laughs> books and feature films. That's it. It's not a bad life goal, <laughs> right? Definitely, I think as authors, some like I think a life goal for an author as well is like to get your book picked up 
for a series, for a movie, like seeing your characters on screen. And um, you are already in both worlds, which is quite amazing. And um, so we are excited to hear about your shelf book or shelf screenplay story uh, that you will be sharing with us today. Okay. Yes, my shelf book. Now, um, I thought of, I, I, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, I, I thought of three. So do you want me to just talk about one of them or all of them or? All of them. Start with one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Let's okay. Start I'll start, off, I'll start off with one and then we'll, <laughs> I'll start off with one and we'll see how we're doing on time. How about that? Okay. All right. You know, I had to dig on this actually, because at first I couldn't really come, cause, you know, it's, it's been so long. It's been over 10 years since I, I've shelved my my materials and stuff, you know, and so I had to kind of dig. And then once I started digging, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember this one. I remember that one. You know? oh, yeah. And so um, I, I, I wanted to talk about the most, I want to talk about the most prominent one. It was a, I don't even remember the, the exact title. I think it was called Anthony's Justice. I think it was like a, that was a, te a tentative title. And I'm actually still open towards putting it out there, not as such as a novel so much, but more of a, um, I had been, I, I remember I started when I was like 18 years old or something like that. And then it just, it, it, it kept with me, you know, just the premise. And uh, it was uh, in a nutshell, what the synopsis was, it was sort of like um, training day meets Carlito's way. And uh, it was taking a, this um, sort of, think uh, Denzel Denzel Washington's character from the movie Training Day, this gangster cop, you know, who's a ruthless, crooked, corrupt police officer, detective, able to get away with uh, literally murder. And uh, in, in the end of the movie, if you've seen the movie, it's an Oscar winner, so he, I recommend seeing this movie. It's very intense. Uh, he ends up dying in the end of it, getting shot down by Russian mobs. But I, I wanted to take that kind of character and, and see if he had a, a different ending. What, what, what would happen if if that kind of a police officer were to change his weight? And my, myself, being a, um, uh, a a man of faith, uh, wanted to do wanted to market this book over to a to a Christian audience, to a faith based audience and stuff. And you know, uh, and sort of kind of like in a way, kind of like Carlito's way with Al Pacino, where it was a gangster turn, turning trying to trying to turn legit, trying to be legit with his life. And seeing what would happen, and you know, he just couldn't help being sucked back in somehow, some way. So in my story, uh, the lead character named Anthony, uh, you know, just cannot help being sucked into that world again. Even though he was, he, he he quits the force, he quits the LAPD, he tries to start up his own security company, and uh, his daughter gets involved in this mess, and he has to go rescue her. So it's kind of like a one night. It was all going to take place a one night kind of thing, and. Uh, you know, he ends up in, it's, a, it's one of those situational thrillers. You know, he ends up in this situation where he's barricaded and sort of like the uh, Samuel Jackson's um, The Negotiator where he's in this elevator trapped and his gangsters are after him. The cops are after him because they think he's done, he's going bad again. And it was really intense. And he has to save his daughter and kind of resort to his old ways to get the job done. And so it was a kind of a do the ends justify the means kind of thing. It was a little controversial. I, I wanted it. I wanted to make it out to a Christian audience because I feel that there's just a lot of Christian cheese out there, where whether it's novels or movies. 
and they're not quite gritty enough and uh, let alone never never do they take place in Los Angeles never they take place it's always out in Iowa in small towns all these Christian stories and I'm like why why aren't why 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 aren't the really good you know in fact the whole book the half the book the, the, you know they, they, they would have been uh, not able to detect if it was a a, a quote-unquote Christian story until later on You're like whoa whoa and of course there was no no profanity no excessive violence but it, it was going to have a good strong message and I still there's still a bit of me that wants to do it I, I shelved it I, I felt like you know I think that's what I was getting more into the horror short story thing I just ran with that and um and to note uh, aside from writing my my second passion was to be a police officer I really wanted to be a cop you know and I, I passed all the tests when I was younger never got on but I figured the next best thing was to tell a a police thriller sort of a crime it was you know kind of a crime drama type thing so that was Anthony's justice uh I probably have pieces and fragments somewhere leafed away somewhere you know I just never <laughs> literally over over uh 10 uh 11 years ago you know it was, it was during that graduate class you know I started writing it again and I put it away well, that's Anthony's justice how far into it did you get? Did you finish the book or did you just get partially no, through it? No, no, I, I got into about three chapters. Uh, I had the whole outline. I had the whole outline for the book. It was all outlined to, to the T. And so I started on the first three chapters concretely, uh, including a, a prologue. And, uh, you know, I think the first chapter was him talking to a, a, a private investigator friend of his and, uh, you know, kind of getting into it, kind of setting up the characters and stuff like that, you know. And, uh, but yeah, um, so that was that. Um, let's see here. Um, and you another, decided another... to put it away just because that's just wasn't your genre anymore. Like it wasn't like, did you have a critique group at the time or somebody that you sent the, the story to and who told you like, eh, maybe not? Or was it just you yourself who just said, nope, not going to happen? I think it's a combination of a few things. I think that's, I think that's one of them. I, I think that, uh, <clears throat> um, but that particular book, I, I uh, you know, I just felt that there was a lot of competition. There was a lot of, it, it was one of those things where, you know, uh, I personally felt that it had a good hook to it, you know what I mean? Because I, I love the movies, uh, Training Day and Carlito's Way, where, you know, uh, taking, you know, do the ends, do the ends justify the means, that kind of thing. And, you know, uh, uh, taking a, a, a gangster and turning legit. So I personally felt that it would have made a good story, but you know, as writers, I'm sure a lot of, uh, 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 other authors can relate. Um, a lot of times, what looks great to you, just <laughs> doesn't quite <laughs> with the mass. You know what I'm saying? With mass audience, it just really is. I mean, it, it, yeah. it comes out so much in all these books I read and these movies. I, you know, a lot of these these uh, books I read, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I appreciate him having that, you know, um, experience, but. I mean, come on, I, I never experienced that, you know what I'm saying? So that gave, gave me a little more nice. So, um, but I, I felt it had a pretty good hook and stuff. I just, I didn't feel that it would have been appreciated and embraced by a mass audience and stuff. And so that was, that was one reason why it just never made it. And then, yeah, I did have uh, a couple people read it. I had a, a police officer who's also a minister. Um, he was a minister, but he's an ex-cop. He, he, he took a gander at the, at the outline and <laughs> he, shook, um, he shook his head a little bit. He's like, yeah, I just don't see this is going to, I don't see it happening, man. Somebody else is like, <laughs> he's just like, yeah, you know, a lot of my friends are brutally honest and stuff, you know, and so, 
yeah. Anyways, uh, I did publish it as a short horror story, like a very short horror story version of it and stuff. So it did get in it. It, it got in the light of day a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, for a quick second, as a short horror <laughs> story, uh, it was it was called uh, Outreach, is what it was, and uh, you can actually find it online. My former my former pen name, Michael Luzaraga, called Outreach. You can see a brief snapshot of what it what it could have been, but um. Nice. Mike, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, that's it. Mike, I'm curious, how did you make it horror? What what part of it became horror? Um, well, I took the uh, the character named Anthony, and uh, you know, I, I made it all in one night. He was um, <clears throat> so he was getting flashes and flickers on either his devices, cell phone. He would uh, a plasma TV screen of flickers and like like one to two second flack flashes of literal of of hell but oh, literally wow. literally literally pieces of of visions of hell it, like it's like his place that was horrifying just for a, a split second and it would it would just it would it would jostle his head it's like whoa 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 and and so that was it was sort of like that twilight zone episode with uh the woman that was hearing her dead husband on the phone and uh it's called night call was the episode of the twilight zone and so it was like that except he was seeing visions fragments and somebody from that domain was sending him messages of the, the, the basic message was don't come to this place please you know what i mean and at the end of the story we learn that it's, it's his deceased father and uh he's trying to get him out of a situation that he's about to put himself in and so anthony wants to get revenge for somebody messing with his daughter and uh it's one of the gangsters that you know when he was a corrupt cop the gangster wants to get back at him. So it's a double cross kind of thing. And so it ends up in this explosion where he almost gets killed and gets pulled out of it. And because of the visions from his deceased father, he ends up being spared. His life gets spared and stuff, you know? So it was a kind of a, it was sort of a, uh, a moralistic message in disguise as a horror story. Mm. And so it was my, it was my, it was my first and very, it was my old, my first and only, um, uh, faith-based uh, horror story and stuff, directly faith-based, you know, um, even though I have, I have um, moralistic messages in all my stories underneath all the uh, scary gore horror stuff, but uh, that was sort of like the one and only direct faith-based where I actually kind of go, go there with, you know, <laughs> with hell, with hell, you know. <laughs> That's a, it was a good premise, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would, I would definitely read that. Yeah. Yeah, read it. You should. Please. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what about your second one? <clears throat> uh, it was called. Um, let's see here. Uh, the other one was called uh, Teacher. And um, it was about, uh, it was a horror, it was actually going to be a horror novel about a teacher. And I thought of that back, way back when I think I was in college. I wrote, I wrote a short version of it in, uh, as, a, as an undergrad. And uh, it was about uh, kind of, you know, I'm a big fan of the suspense thrillers, The Stepfather, big fan of, uh, you know, movies like Hitchcock, you know, Hitchcockian thriller, that kind of stuff, you know. And, and also at the same time, I grew up on movies like Summer School or, you know, movies where like, like like the Breakfast Club, where there's a where there's a classroom of of these social misfits and delinquents, and there's that one teacher that yeah. has make a difference. Well, I, I I wanted to do a horror version. To this day, honestly, I I've never seen a horror movie about a teacher. 
You know, we have the, the stepfather from hell. We got the babysitter from hell. We got the stepmom from hell, you know, but we don't got a teacher. And I want to do one about teaching. Right? And that was shelved. I, I, you know, I started by, uh, as an undergrad, um, I, I, I wrote it as a short story. And actually the group, the club, you guys, we, we get in groups, you know what I mean? They critique your thing. And, and the circle actually liked it. They're like, this is actually kind of cool. You know, and uh, I, I modeled Tim Curry as the, you know, when he was younger, Tim Curry as the, uh, as the teacher with the big eyes and grotesque, <laughs> you know, this, 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 you know what I mean? And, and by the end of the story, they, they take a still clap, field, a field trip out to uh, this boating field trip to this little, little island. He's going to kill them all there. And then he ends up, he ends up being, being attacked and killed by this evil devil ray. And it was just a really crazy, I don't know. It was just a, and to be quite perfectly honest, I don't know why I shelved it. I, I think I, I just got, I think after grad school, um, I, I got bombarded with life, to, to be honest. I think that, that was one of the ones where uh, my, my, my mind at the time was trying to be a, a police officer, wanted to be a cop. And so for a few years, I was trying to, because uh, during college, I got disqualified from the LAPD. And so I tried to re-up after, after I graduated, I tried to re-up. And that just shifted my, my attention away from my writing for a little while onto some other things. And that's another thing that a lot of us writers tend to do. Uh, we, we, we Just life takes you. You know, when yeah. you're not... When you're not writing, quote unquote, professionally, when you're not getting, you know, paid, or if you're not an agent, or if it's not, you know, if it's not, if it's not what you're actually clocking in and clocking out, what you're doing, let's just be honest. It, it's fleet. It could be fleeting, and, and, yeah. and, and for some people, life takes you. You know, in that case, in that case, it was trying to, to, to take on some other career. For other people to get married, have kids, or you just start family, or you just stuff. You know, what I'm saying it just takes you out for a lot of years, and I think that's what took that one out and I was it was kind of funny that's why I thank Angie for inviting me on this because that actually in uh that actually got me thinking about that again I was like the teacher I was like you know what and literally over this weekend I was thinking of little ways I can prop because I I would be open to, do, to, to to doing a novel that again I was like you know what there still hasn't been a horror movie about a teacher I was like whoa and so I was thinking about little ways I I, I love the the movie The Orphan uh it's just called Orphan um and uh, I love that movie and movies like uh, um, Jack with, with, uh, with Robin Williams. And I was thinking, t taking that kind of thing, and again, the stepfather kind of uh, sort of thing by teacher, that there's a twist ending about this character where a quarter of the movie, you know, he's like taking control of a delinquent class, you know, like one of those uh, movies like, uh, I don't know, uh, Dangerous Minds or something like that. And you're thinking, oh, okay. You see that teacher they all spit on, but by the quarter of the movie, or maybe towards half the, oh, in this case, the novel, by half the novel, he's, uh, you know, he, they all like him, and all right, cool. But then somebody in the class, he, he kind of has a crush on a little bit, starts to find out things about him, little things about him. He's creepy. And then a murder takes place. We actually kill someone, you know, behind people's back. And he's like, oh, holy, you know. And then... Not to give it away too much, but by the end of the story, you know, he ends, <laughs> yeah. up, he ends up being. I don't know if you've seen the movie. I don't know if you've seen the movie Jack. You know what I mean? Where there is a very unique, um, very rare disease that disease or a condition that people have, where they can be like 12, 12 13 and look 30, 35. You know. Yeah. So I'm thinking, taking up, making a horror version of Jack, where this teacher got himself in this class, so he can, you know, and he's actually thirteen, but he wants oh to be around God. a sixteen year old. He wants to be around a 16 year old because he falls in love with a 16 year old girl, you know. But we don't know that till the very end, you know what I mean? But you know, and she ends up 
it ends up being, you know, based upon him and her and kind of back and forth prattle kind of thing and, you know, just catching them off guard. And so, um, you know, uh, you know, movie orphans like that was reverse where she's a dwarf, you know, yeah. but looks 30, but looks 30 years old, you know what I mean? So um, just, you know, a lot of these elements that I've always liked and stuff, you know, so that's Sounds one thing. Like I'm still fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like yeah, I don't know. Like, like you, you, you kind of novel something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of had me at the like summer school with Tim Curry kind of thing. Like I'm in. <laughs> that works. Yeah. We're there. But that twist is amazing. Yeah, I like that twist because that people wouldn't see that one coming unless they of course watch the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that is cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you yeah. want to write this as a novel? Why not? Why not just write it as a film, like as as a screenplay? <clears throat> uh, I, I I would probably do that. Um, let me see. I, I I'm open for either way and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I probably write write as a screenplay first, and then uh, the, the good thing about uh, you know the the good thing about being a writer who could write both a screenplay and a novel is that a screenplay can serve as an outline. It's a very ter terrific outline for a novel because you got, oh, all the nuts, you got all the nuts and bolts there and you just, you know, you you, you, you can just fill it in and stuff. Although even then it still takes a lot of work, you know what I mean? But you're one step ahead of the game if you write it as a screenplay. And then, and then while you write a novel, you can start shop optioning and shopping out the screenplay if you like and stuff. That's what I'm doing with this, uh, um, my screenplay called The Shell. I'm optioning it. I, I'm just now finishing the last chapters and uh, it was a screenplay of a short film, and uh, I was able to use all the nuts and bolts for a uh, for a novel and uh, a YA novel, actually. So, um, but I'm I'm choosing to go the YA route uh, for young adults. Uh, I think that that's where, you know, I'm very self aware. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, I have uh, do not have a problem with it. If Arl didn't have a problem with it, so I, I don't either. You know, so um, definitely a YA novel. Um, and, uh, I definitely feel that a lot of YA, nov YA novels today are also, in my opinion, very just tapered and very, um, you know, uh, limited on or aspect and to a secluded audience, you know, I definitely want to yeah. make it more, more spruced up and stuff, you know, so. Are you finding that, um, cause we're writers, so we don't know the screenplay part of it, but it, do you find it harder to like sell a screenplay than a novel like how like can you find an like i don't know is it even do you get an agent for a screenplay just like you would for the novel oh uh, yes um yeah. well, the answer your first yeah, the answer to your first part of the question um <clears throat> shopping around and selling a screenplay would be a little bit more easier than a novel um it's been a while since i tried shopping around a novel because when I was shopping, when I was shopping uh, my novel around, it was only the first three chapters. So right. I have yet, yeah. So I have yet to complete um, a full-on novel and shop that around it as is. Because that, that's been the advice and input I've been getting lately is you got to complete the whole thing. And the same thing goes for a screenplay. You got to write. You got to you got to finish the whole screenplay and then you option it and shop it around. But uh, you know, so far I've probably gotten more bites and more hits and more interest than I've had uh, with uh, shopping around novels. So I would say um, shopping around screenplays are a little bit more easier because it's, it's, it's visual, you know, right. it's, it's visual and you're able to, uh, in this, you know, um, like, a, like what I've been doing, making short 
short films, you can make trailers, you can do uh, those kind of things to visualize it. You know, whereas whereas a novel, not not so much. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, um, I hope that answers your, your question. Yeah, no, definitely. And I actually like that you you presented the two um, the two stories that you shelved because they were for totally different reasons, and yeah. that's yeah, like it, that's part of what we do is like explore the reasons behind it. And I kind of I, I kind of love that it's you did one for one reason and one for the other reason is great. Like yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what I'm finding out is that a lot of writers just, uh, you know, um, you know. I mean, sadly, a lot of just they stick to just writing this, you know. And it's hard for a lot of writers to to, to branch out towards, you know, say they're a novelist towards writing uh, a novelette or a short story or writing a screenplay or a short film scripts or Maybe even a play, even writing an article. You know, articles are good too. You know, yeah. that's 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 where that's where I, I studied. I, I started writing articles, and uh, you know, you write articles about maybe the premise of what you want to write in a fiction story. You know, th that's another way of coming into the back door. Just thinking of all, you know, today as writers, when you want to get serious, when you want to not make it your hobby, <laughs> you you have to think. <laughs> you got to think it of all kinds of things. You got to think outside the box. You really have to. You know, just yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're creative anyway. Might as well be creative of how to get it out there. You know, and uh, oh yeah, and you had also asked about the agent thing. You know, um, yeah, yeah. And just so you know, I don't I don't have an agent, um, but um, and I don't even have a manager. <laughs> you know, wow. so that's my my next quest. Yeah, and so I'm self managed and self. I'm a self promoter, and so um, I'm definitely open towards receiving uh, getting a manager. There's somebody. Who and hope um hope she's I hope she's listening because <laughs> um, I'm on I'm on the verge I'm going to I've I've built enough courage to ask her to be my my manager uh, I'm going to be doing it soon because uh, she's a big she's a big fan of my work and she's uh, has her own publishing company she's published uh, uh, lots of my material so why not nice. you know so, yeah. yeah so. Uh, hopefully Good, she can I get. Hope it happens for you. We'll we'll do everything yeah. we can. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, but yeah, and there are agents. There are agents that you can get. There's agents that you know for those who are listening who want to do both screenplays and um, uh, uh, literature novels. There's agents for both. You can get agent for one, agent for the other. Um, you know, um, I haven't really been told what's the better. If you should get one that does both, uh, it's I guess it's up to you. But there are agents that, that can do both screenplay and novels. Uh, or there's agents for either one or the other. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's great because actually when you were describing the horror story, because as, as someone who also consumes a lot of horror film, more than books, but film, it's uh, when you were describing that story, I was like, I could already see it on screen. I could already see watching it on, on in a theater. So it's like, I really, really hope that, you know, that you could one day really make this because I, I want to see it. But I, because you're right, there is, um, I haven't really encountered a, a horror from the perspective of like the villain being the teacher, like the horror coming from the teacher, which is quite horrifying because you see the teacher as either someone who you could look up to as an authority figure or either someone who you dislike. 
so it's kind of that such a great idea to you know as yes. a horror to have a teacher yeah. Isn't there also the added horror that you are a teacher, Kate? So <laughs> I know. Yes. I, I think that that adds to it because you know, as much as you want your students to love you, you can't please everybody. I'm pretty sure I have a couple along the way who has uh maybe been relieved that is no longer in my class. <laughs> you know, like they're like, oh, finally, we're done with her. You know, she's so demanding. <laughs> but, but yeah, to see that kind of like to see a horror story from a teacher's perspective is like, mm-hmm. or, or a teacher as the where the horror is coming from. I I want to see that. I I want to see how it's treated mm-hmm. in a you know either in a novel or but for me I'm partial to seeing it on screen really. <laughs> Well, and of yeah. course, I'm picturing it, you know, I said in Louisiana and Swamp, you know. <laughs> oh, Mike, we're writing this for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. You just got to write it. Months, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely proofread it and, and, and edit for you. <laughs> Yeah, we'll know, set you oh, up. I'll we'll get the premise. Yeah, invite us to the premiere. We're good. Yes, please do. A ghost writer. Oh, and speaking of, you were going to have a premiere yesterday. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What was the question? I'm sorry. Your premiere yesterday? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, man. It, it went great. Um, yesterday was the premiere of my short film. In, uh, it's called Imaginist. And... Uh, it premiered out here in Los Angeles, um, Pasadena to be exact. And uh, it's, 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 this is my, uh, let's see here, um, third sh- uh, finished short film that's been, it's been premiered, it's been uh, put screened in theaters. And Congratulations. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's based on a short story I published. It's published as, it's, it's published as a magician, but it's about a, um, uh, a mime. And uh, there's never, never been a, a, a horror, story about a mime uh i i like to do stories that never been done before so that's that's that was that was the, the good concept there and so we did it it's a 15 minute film and uh everything went awesome uh angie's um sister was there vernia one of my best friends she came out from san diego that was awesome her and uh, their mother and uh but we had about 60 people out it was fantastic man oh, uh, all my all my friends and family for a 15 minute film you know and uh it was it was uh, just about flawless. I mean, uh, I say that because you know, we had a Q and A afterwards, and uh, we had. But the thing is, they they told us the Q and A would happen after right after my film, and then we could just skedaddle. But after our film, we ended up sitting through two hours of like it almost seemed like infomercials. You know what I mean? This oh man, because it was it wasn't my festival. You know what I'm saying? So we had to succumb to what they wanted us to, to watch. And then finally, those that were left, you know, <laughs> which is which is quite more than I, I thought. You know, I mean, they all stood for our, they stood, they stood, they, they hung out for our, our Q and A, uh, and it was awesome. You know, um, Vinny took good pictures, and uh, I, I, I had a videographer there, and um, it was just a, a neat, neat time. You know, and uh, uh, and by the way, uh, Imaginist is a. Uh, I already have a full feature length script uh, screenplay for Imaginist. Which is hot, ready to go. Anybody wants to option it, it's right there, ready to go. We've got the short film there. 
Um, and I'm also uh, wanting, I'm going to start working on the YA novel of that as well. So whatever, wow. whatever comes first, baby, whatever comes first. <laughs> love it, love it. Um, so you went from a shelf book, your shelf books, to being, having your film premiering yeah. to a live audience. Well, multiple films. Yes. I mean, but, you know, and also, um, I, I believe you won an award, didn't you? For this film? We won an award. We took uh, yes, oh yes, we, we we took we took best picture yesterday. It was the uh, it, we took yeah our film took best film yesterday. I'm gonna post that all over social media. Yes. Uh, took, How yeah, you, by yeah, the way. No, 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 no. You know what I'm forgetting, guys? Because they didn't let us know until yesterday. You know, we get oh. there, and the guy that played the mime, uh, fantastic actor, by the way, his name is Lauren Eric Salm. Um, Lauren Eric Salm. <laughs> um, he's, he's an accomplished mime artist. He, he trained, he was uh trained by Marceau Massau. If, I, if I'm getting his name right, uh, Marcel the late yeah, yeah, Marcel, yes, there you go. Yeah, uh, he was trained by him directly. And this, wow. uh, he actually worked on a movie with Jesse Eisenberg just late, uh, recently that uh, who Jesse Eisenberg played. Marcel Massau uh, about his life, his biopic and stuff. But he was he played he played in our movie. He was the mime, and he he came in. We're taking pictures together, uh, and he says he said, "Hey, so um, how about that?" Uh, he's like, "How about that best best film?" I'm like best film, what what? He's like, "You don't know?" And I, I go to the front desk, and there it is, like best best film for for the festival. You know, I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, and so <laughs> That's I was fantastic. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. So why I took it. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna be very, you know, I'm be very honest. It, 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 the, the film went up different than what I, I wrote down, but I was pleased nonetheless. And um, but uh, and, and also, guys, I mean, and again, just getting back to the main uh, core of this of being shelf shelved books. Um, that's a good. I mean, if I can impart any sort of um, input to those who are listening who have shelved books, you know, you never know what kind of genre you can take you know if if one genre you're trying to get stays shelved well hey listen you know you can take you can you can not put that at rest but you can uh in my case i took on the horror genre and went with that for a while and now i want to go back towards my shelled books you know what i'm saying and, and you know when you get your name out there for a little bit and it gives you momentum you get some credibility with people you start to build that confidence of, of getting your name out there, you, you, you get connections, then then you can maybe take that book off the shelf, dust it off, and then re-embark. And nice. so, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, you could, yeah. you can, you know, if if one genre, and that's why, you know, I, I, I advise a lot of writers, try not to stick to just one thing, you know? Maybe that, at Maybe it's not really blooming or blossoming. Say it's like a, a romance novel or an action novel or a comedy. Maybe if that's not working, maybe go on to something else for a little while. See how that pans out. You never know. And then you can come back. So, Great advice. Great yeah. advice. Yeah, that's, that's just, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because honestly, I think a lot of writers, sometimes they just need to hear it from someone else. To really fully yeah. realize that maybe oh maybe it's time to shelve this for a while it's not like it's not like you're yeah mm -hmm. yes yes it's not like you're admitting failure it's not it's not a failure it's it's just you're just shelving it for a while so that you can focus on something else and so you have a third you actually have a third one <laughs> 
Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I gotta. Oh uh, yeah, man. I, you know, I was actually at Seven Eleven uh, the other day, and, I, and that's when I thought about this one. I don't know why. Um, so this is kind of like a kind of like Cujo meets Old Yeller. It was a, it was a dog. It was a, I, I'm a I'm a huge huge dog fan. I, I love, and even to this day, I I need to write a story about a dog sometime, somewhere in my before I die. I am going to publish. It might be shelled. I don't care. I am going to do a story about a dog. Um, but I love dogs. I love animals, um, pit bulls in, in particular. And, uh, I, you know, it was it was a story. Um, I forgot what the, the title was. I think I tentatively cut title like dog or something like that. I don't know. But it was uh, something I was noodling ever since I was in junior, junior high school. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just noodling with it, noodling with it. And so finally, about 11 years ago, around the same time I was coming up with Anthony's Justice, I started writing this this dog novel, you know, and I was just more of like making a lot of glorified notes and pieces. I started the first, uh, again, the first three chapters, and uh, it, it it started off as sort of like a horror tale. You know, the first quarter of it is like the suspense, really gritty, where this eight year old boy stumbles upon this uh, junkyard. And it's guarded by this um, horrifying um, killer pit bull. Where the owner, the owner himself is like a scary dude and obscures out. It's sort of like a small town kind of thing, and it's out in the outback somewhere. And he, he just stumbles upon this yard, and he ends up having to barricade himself in this. Uh, I think I wrote it like where it was a, a camper of some sort, and the dog. It was like Jaws almost, you know, where he's like trying to get him, kind of like a Cujo, and, he, and he's he's trapped in this in this thing for like maybe like uh, like I think I. It was overnight, but I think I, I extended it to maybe two nights into two nights because the owner's gone. You know, food, no water, and he's about to die and stuff. And so by the middle of the story, he ends up, um, to make a long story short, he ends up befriending this animal and becomes his only friend because the owner either dies or gets out of the, goes somewhere, abandons him, and the, the kid saves the kid, the, the dog or something like that, and ends up, uh, you know, be, befriending him somehow. And then, but everybody else watch out. And so there's a scene where he ends up attacking, almost killing a neighbor and, and almost bites her ankle off, mutilates, which is a true story, actually, by the way, and stuff. It, uh, I had a pit bull and it got out of the yard. I was eight years old and this pit bull loved me to death, but everybody else watch out. And he ends up, he ended up getting out of the yard one day and bit a neighbor. And, uh, you know, um, after a lot of cakes and ice cream, they didn't sue us. But my dad had, my dad had to get rid of the dog and stuff you know oh. so ever since that time and he kept the, the dog kept finding his way home you know it was crazy you know what i'm saying and i remember by the third time my dog my dad took out the dog and he ended up having to shoot it <laughs> so oh. it finally put him to his rest you know but that, that was both traumatizing but at the same time it was sort of like inspiring i'm like gotta make that into a story and so and as i said before like with anthony's justice and stuff you know What's inspiring to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just it, how many dog stories have we, heard, have we heard? You know what I mean? No matter how many spins you put on it. In, in this case, uh, I, I, I thought maybe through half the story, he ends up being his enemy. And then by the second half, he ends up, and then of course, it's old yeller in the end. He ends up dying. The people has to die in the end, but saves the kid's life somehow. Something like that. You know, so it was, it was a tearjerker, yes, you know, but oh. uh, it was my tearjerker. And I you know, <laughs> really put some, you know. Well, and and if I, you're writing it, it would be completely different from anybody else's story. Yeah. yeah. 
What was that again? Well, I mean, if you're writing it, then it's completely different from someone else's writing. Because I know. Writing, I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But, you know, I'm always, I, you know, maybe I'm I just overcritical about everything. I just, I'm always sitting on their end of it. And, and, and I'm always like, yeah, one dog story, you read them all. You know what I'm <laughs> so I always try to work hard at trying to think of something different. You know what I mean? What, 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 what haven't we seen yet? You know, but that, that was just, you know, uh, it was just something that we've seen so many times. And I was just, it, that, that's what kind of got me out of that one. And, uh, mm. you know, and, and then again, I started, I think I started, I started on the Anthony's Justice one that took me off that, you know, and I was, um, I mean, at the time I was working, I was doing um, this job that, that I think I was sitting at a desk, you know, I'm saying a desk job and I was at all the time in the world. So I did most of my writing for that dog story at work, actually, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Man, you know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that was that story. And I, I but, you know, uh, I still want to make that. I still want just the whole concept of a dog story. I big fan of Cujo. Um, and uh you know, big fan of, of that story about about a Saint Bernard being bit by a bat and getting rabies and running rampant yeah. around the town. That 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 to this day is kind of unique. I'm like, that's pretty cool, you know. That and was so, I, yeah, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Right, so, like because you totally picture it happening. I mean, it wasn't something that was, you know, you. If I had a dog, it was like it it could it could have happened. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That was what made it's it so, more, more frightening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if I stick with, with with my story, it's like, okay, he's a he's a he's a vicious pit bull, and that's it. <laughs> and so, even in my horror, even, you know, and I was gonna, I these like, oh, oh, um, this like this is actually a shelved, a recent. This is actually a recent shelved short story. Actually, um, I was getting ready to write this into a short story. Read this actually happened last year. I'm not gonna lie. I started doing an outline. Um, for no, 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 this year actually, at the beginning of this year, actually, <laughs> I was doing an outline for a horror dog story, and uh, <laughs> get the left. Um, it was where, um, kind of like get out, where you can take fragments of someone's brain and put it into another body, and then with a proper psychosis, you know, yeah. how you get you have you have a, a psychologist working hand in hand with a brain surgeon, you could actually do some, it, it was very feasible and, and get out. And I was thinking, doing something like that with. Um, the scientific terrorist working with animals to do the um, to do some SP, you know, to do their some agenda, you know, and wreak havoc by. So I think if you know doing something where they take fragments of a brain, of a human brain, and put it into a dog, where he's a thinker, <laughs> you know, he's 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 going in, in, and so he gets lost one day from their their lab and ends up in a child's bar yard, and 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 it's like. Mom, isn't he a little bit different? You know what I mean? Why is he? And we always have that thing where your dog or your cat looks at you, and it's mm. almost like humanistic. That's that, that was the catalyst right there. It's like you know, he's like you might want to think twice. You know what I mean? So, um, something like that. And I was just I was going with it. I was going with it, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> you're getting closer <laughs> though. Like I mean, your inspiration is coming. Like that story is gonna happen for you because yeah. You know, you it, <laughs> I, I did a short, I did actually, I, I successfully published uh, one called Cat um, uh, last year, actually. That's, that, that got good reviews. It was the novel, it was a novel et. And uh, it, so it was supposed to be in the same universe where from the same laboratory, it was a cat that metamorphosizes into something huge, like, like uh, the, um, an American world from London, where instead of a man changing into a big 
giant werewolf. It's a cat that when it's agitated, turns into a big old giant cat. And so this was, this dog experiment was from the same laboratory, you know what I mean? So it was the same kind of universe. And so I felt, what about a dog had intelligence? It was like the Twilight Zone with a dummy. And, I kind of uh, like that. How, That's kind of cool gets, premise. Yeah, where a guy gets, uh, you know, he, he gets all this uh, free advice from his dummy, you know, and stuff. So a guy who has a dog, he's getting secret advice from his dog because it's intelligent. But he tries <laughs> telling other people saying, it's coming from him. They're like, what are you talking about? Your dog? You know, yeah, yeah, it's him, you know? And so um, <laughs> I was going to make no, him think... he's like kind of a writer or some kind of a, a, a mathematician where he's able to solve That's really dog. cool. I like yeah, that premise. Yeah, cool. yeah it's but like, yeah, that's, that. how, that's how it really works, right? Like, you, when you brainstorm it enough, it's like the ideas can come together and really, you know, and then one day it's just like, oh, it comes to you like finally as the fully formed idea and then you can put it all together in one work so mike thank you so much for you know like sharing your shelled book stories with us because it yes. is so fascinating to see it from also someone who works at creating putting your writing on screen which is so important also because i think a lot of writers uh like to see that or, or think that way also like like it, you almost see it like scenes in your head and then you write mm -hmm. it as uh you know as black and white on paper so um now we're gonna move on to our um speed round questions christy take it away yes speed rounds are 10 questions nothing complicated just whatever comes to the top of your head first are you ready yes okay what is something or someone you couldn't live without Something or someone I could I, I could live without. You could not uh, live without. I, I cannot live without uh, coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Coffee. Oh, coffee. Yes, 100%. We're all with you. <laughs> what is your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Nice. Which country would you like to visit next? Uh, let's see here. Um, I would love to. I, I want to visit... Um, Asia. I actually, I, I want. I, I really want to go to uh, actually Jerusalem. <laughs> nice. All of those sound good. Asia, Jerusalem. Yeah. I want to go see those too. Number four: night owl or early bird. Uh, a bit of both. Oh, another one that burns the candle at both ends. Crazy. What is your favorite Disney movie? Jeez. Uh, favorite Disney movie? Uh, Pinocchio. I like that. That's got a little bit of horror in there, right there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite? This Christmas one. <laughs> your favorite day of the week? Saturday. It's my Sabbath. <laughs> That's good. What object do you misplace the most? Oh my gosh! Uh, I misplace my keys. <laughs> <laughs> If you're at the movies and you get popcorn, are you getting it with butter or without butter? Butter, with butter. Oh, with butter <laughs> and with salt. Would you want to live forever? No. <laughs> and but the most important I want to have a full life, 95. Yes, I totally agree with you. Full life, but not forever. And the most important question of all Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? 
<laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Great job, Mike. And everybody who is listening or is watching this on YouTube, please put your answers down below to Christy's questions. We love to see it in the comments as well. Do your comments, uh, do your answers match up with Mike's? Let's see. All right, because we know, like, as when Christy asks these questions, we answer along in our heads as well. So for the viewers, answer along with us. So we are so grateful to have Mike here on the podcast. And it's just so illuminating to see uh, the creative process from someone who not only writes fiction, but also can translate it into uh, screenplay. And that is just, um, a different perspective that is great to explore as well. And thank you so much for sharing your um, shelf books, shelf stories with us, Mike. It was just uh, listening to it. I, I, we could just have listened to it forever. You know, we could have just allowed you to keep going. And um, so what are you, where can they find you? And what are you working on now? Okay, well, let me just give it a second to get my, uh, okay, there we go. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I thought I was off for a second. Yes, uh, okay, you can find me at my, my website, uh, mikelera.com, uh, M-I-K-E-L-E-R-A.com, mikelera.com is my website. You can also find me on my YouTube uh, channel, which is also Mike Lara. So go to YouTube, Mike Lara, and please, please, please uh, subscribe. Uh, my goal is to get a 1,000 uh, members on my YouTube channel, or viewers, by the end of the year. Uh, so far, I'm close to 300 right now, so that's that little plug there. And then uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those. Uh, it's um, it's um, Mike. It's Mike Lara dot author dot screenwriter. So, God, those, yeah. Yeah, Mike, those so are it. So go and find Mike Lara wherever he is and subscribe to his channel. I'm pretty, I, I, I'm subscribing <laughs> right now to your yeah. channel. Thank you. Um, yes, and, I got three more. <laughs> and at the same time, you know, as you subscribe to his channel, also subscribe to our channel. Um, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode every week. Remember, episodes come out Thursdays at 8 a.m. Start your weekends with us so that, uh, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of happy, a little bit of a little bit of inspiration uh, never hurt anyone towards the weekend. So we are the Shell Books Podcast. We are your hosts, Kate Evangelista, Angie Sandro, Christy Berman. And thank you so much for joining us. And next week we have another special guest for you, ready to go. And we are so excited. Remember, keep on writing. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. And that was another episode of the Shelved Books Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Till the next one, stay safe, read more, write more, and continue to be at your creative best. The world is waiting, and so are we.